When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Bubba is fresh off a weekend where he was tubing and sailing up and down the eastern seaboard. We get to that momentarily. It is Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio on Sirius XM Channel 80 on your smart speaker. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. We also get to the top quarterbacks in the NFL and the list as voted on by the players and some real absurdity in it when you look back a year to see where we are right now. I do want to spend a minute though with Bubba because we got to spend a little bit of time last week together but for me it's just never enough. I was up in Bristol visiting with Bubba and with Cam and Bubba time is special time and Captain Bubs was out uh, on the sailboat this weekend Uh, He also went tubing as well. Uh, He often says the following, "Eh, don't worry about what I was doing. But I would really like to know uh, just a little bit of the ins and outs of the inner tubing uh, and of the sailing that transpired uh, this weekend. Can you enlighten us, please? Well, first of all, I was not the captain. I'm not going to uh, try and take that title because it's a very uh, very serious title. Were you starboard uh, on this or were you portside? I mean, I was I was every side. I was I was I was all over the place because uh, this was the first time going out there. This is this is a very kind of new captain. The guy just got his sailboat this year, so he's he's still kind of learning learning the sails. But he was he was really good. Still, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Yeah, it's a new captain kind of learning the sails. Oh yeah, it was. Are you sure it was a real captain and not somebody that was just telling you they were a captain? Well, it was, no, it's just my friend who bought a sailboat. Oh, okay. Uh, but he does, he's not like you know, he's not a super experienced I just assume that you chartered a yacht. No, he's not a super experienced sailor though, so it was a bit of a risk that we're out there. Uh but he he knew what he was doing. He he had a good idea what was going on. But yeah, he would he was barking out commands, telling me you and my friend what to do, move this, light that, you know, take that up, pull that tight, move to that side, move to that side. We're moving all over the place. But uh yeah, it was a good time. We're down in uh, New London, Connecticut. Out on the uh, first in the in the river, the Thames River, and then you go out into the Long Island Sound, and we were doing some things there. Went for a swim out in the in the Sound there. Um, it was a good day. We survived. Had some had some engine issues a little bit too, so we thought we were going to get stranded, but he fixed that. So uh, yeah, it was it was a good good trip. Um, and uh, that that was Saturday. So Saturday, full day out on the uh, on the waters there, and then Sunday we went tubing on the Farmington River. Mm-hmm. Um, which that's more of a uh, alcohol heavy trip, um, so a lot more sun and alcohol. We're just uh, just out there taking a, a lazy river, lazy river wherever it takes us. Um, we went from eleven eleven thirty a.m. Oh, so it was not s- tubing being pulled by a motorboat. No, no, no. We're just oh, okay. we're just sitting in a tube, basically just floating. Yeah. Um, going. We went from eleven thirty a.m. to six p.m. with a with a half hour break for lunch. Oh my god! So oh we god. we were out we were out there for a while. What was this like? A lazy river that you you would 
hit if you went to Caesars in Vegas? Was it one of those deals? No, I mean it's just it's like the it's like a legit river. It's the it's a actual river, so it's oh, so you started at like the top of the river? Yeah, no, I mean we had a whole thing. We had it was not know, a we, big circle. We had a car and we had dropped. We had to put our car in one spot. Then we had a, we left a car in the middle spot for our food. We got food. We replenished with drinks and ice and all that stuff in the middle spot. And then we have to get our car at the end point. It's a whole process. Um, uh, but yeah, so it's it's the Farmington River. It's a huge river. It goes like up into into Maine, I believe, um, at, at minimum New Hampshire. Um, yeah, so we but we it takes a long time because it's pretty slow. Um, but yeah, we just we just float and just kind of see where it takes us. And uh, yeah, it took whatever that is about six hours, six, six hours, hours just uh, floating, having a good time. Listen, I can do nothing with the best of them. Six hours drinking, floating down the river. Cam, your immediate reaction upon hearing most of this? My immediate reaction was I could tell immediately when Bubba walked in today that he had been drinking all day the day before. Really? Yeah, you you could tell. He looked oh, a little worse for wear. Well, it was Sunday, so I had a, I had a full day. Well, off he's had between. two days to recover, and he still hasn't. Well, I mean, we went through this last week when I, you know, when I had that wine and cheese party with the Mad Dog and Kraft American Singles. I was hungover for like three days. It takes a couple days, yeah, yeah. Well, he mostly looked tan as well. So yeah, I would it was say definitely the, that. The sun was mainly the thing that gets yeah. it because it zaps just, your energy. Exposed. <laughs> yeah, no, the alcohol had nothing to do with it. The yeah. sun and the alcohol together is always a good combination. Yeah, it was. It was a good combo. I, I'm just. I'm fascinated by you on the sailboat. Was it a catamaran or was it, what was it? What kind of a, how long of a sailboat was uh, it? I think it was 20. Was it a skiff? What was it? Uh, 25 feet, I believe. That's a big boat. Yeah, it was bigger than I thought. So, yeah, it had, uh, you know, it had the below deck area. So, um, yeah, it was it was bigger than I thought. Did you, have, did you have a crew, like, on below deck? Did you have people coming out and serving you strawberries? <laughs> what do you mean, did he have a crew? He was the crew. Yeah, it was just, it was just my friend who owned the boat and then me and my other friend went out. It was just the three of us hoping for the best and, uh, Hoping we could figure out how to get out to and from the Long Island Sound. So, did you have a little captain's hat? No, there was no captain's hat. Again, I'm not the captain, so I'm not. Try- I'm not trying to, uh, you know, stolen valor here. I'm not trying to wear a captain's hat when I'm not the captain. But the captain did not have a captain's hat either yet. Did he but- allow you to get behind a big wheel and steer it? Well, it's not a bit. You just have the. Uh, it's a tiller, I believe, in the just back. Just the tiller at yeah. the end. It's yeah. a tiller on the back. Yeah. It's, again, this is not a very big operation. This is a. a it's just you know a couple of sails and then the engine in the back. So uh, you know. Yeah, listen, I'd give a thousand dollars to see you wearing an ascot. Well, oddly so. enough, a thousand dollars. How much you paid for the boat? So. Oh wow, there you go. High quality, clearly. It's Carlin on Green for Greeny on ESPN Radio on Sirius XM Channel eighty. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. So the list is out. Players have voted the twenty twenty three list of the best players in the NFL. And in particular, what catches your attention, the quarterbacks. Let's run them down for you quickly. The number one player in the NFL should be of no surprise to you. It is Patrick Mahomes. Uh, The number two quarterback in the league is Jalen Hurts. He is rated as the number three overall player. Uh, Is he Who is the number two on that list? Is that Micah Parsons? Who is that? Uh, I believe so. No, it was Justin Jefferson. It was Justin Jefferson. Uh, Joe Burrow, number three among quarterbacks, sixth overall. Josh Allen, fourth among quarterbacks, eighth overall. Then it goes Justin Herbert, Kirk Cousins, the sixth best quarterback as voted on by players. Aaron Rodgers, seven. Dak Prescott, eight. Jared Goff, nine. Lamar Jackson, 10. Lamar Jackson, 72nd overall. There are some real head scratchers here once you get past the first few. First of all, 
Jalen Hurts goes from not on the list last year to number two overall, or to number two quarterback and number three overall. Joe Burrow up to third. Josh Allen still rated as the fourth best quarterback and number eight overall player. After all those turnovers last year, he still threw 35 touchdowns. He still is a dynamic runner. We know all of that, so I understand why he's still there. But then the falloff from number eight to number 32 in terms of players, it goes from Allen to the next quarterback, Justin Herbert. That's a falloff. Kirk Cousins, as much as we all knock Kirk Cousins, this tells you what players think of him. Is it six? Aaron Rodgers is behind Kirk Cousins. Why? Because he's so far down the line. As I've told you before, guys, he did not play well at the end of last season. Dak Prescott is number eight and right in front of Jared Goff at number nine. Lamar Jackson at number 10. If you're wondering about the next group of quarterbacks, it's Geno Smith, Tua, Justin Fields, Trevor Lawrence, which is just out of whack. Guys, we need to not have the players voting on this. You know how I know that? Let's look back at last year's list. Tom Brady was still number one. Aaron Rodgers, number two. Mahomes was eighth overall in the league last year and the third best quarterback. Then it was Allen. Burrow was fifth. Matthew Stafford was sixth. Uh, Stafford uh, not even on the list this year because of injuries or whatever. Lamar Jackson actually fell from 7th to 10th, from number 36 overall to number 72. That's dumb. Justin Herbert is 8th among quarterbacks and moved up 8 spots overall. Dak Prescott, ninth. Kyler Murray, 10th. Again, he's nowhere to be found. Then Derek Carr, Mac Jones was actually on the list. And Kirk Cousins went from number 99 to number 42. Uh, I think it's pretty clear we need to not let the players vote on this stuff. And, yes, the players know, but they only know to a degree. Kirk Cousins deserves more respect than we give him. Of course he does. Of course he does. He does put up good numbers, and we knock what happens when it comes to primetime because he's terrible for whatever reason in primetime. But when we see the likes of Jared Goff ahead of Lamar Jackson, ahead of Tua, ahead of Justin Fields, ahead of Trevor Lawrence, like guys in the top 10, I don't think anybody would argue right now. Are you taking Trevor Lawrence or are you taking Kirk Cousins right now? Are you taking Trevor Lawrence or are you taking Aaron Rodgers? Taking Trevor Lawrence or Dak Prescott? Jared Goff, it's not close. I'm taking him all, all of all those guys. I'm taking Lamar Jackson over those four players in front of him. And I know how good Aaron Rodgers can be, but guys, he's not Lamar Jackson. And everybody keeps knocking how Lamar throws the football. Just go back and look. Go back and look. Watch him. Watch him from years past. Watch how dynamic he can be throwing the football. It is not all about him being a great runner. He is electrifying as a player. He does so many things well. Why is he sliding back all the way to the 10th best quarterback? Honestly, with the players, when you vote, I'm not going to call it a popularity contest because I don't think Kirk Cousins is among the most popular players in the league. But I don't think the players really have a great handle 
because they don't get a chance to see everybody. They play against a lot of them, but they don't see all of them. This, to me, just seems like it's completely out of whack, and all you have to do is look at how it was voted last year. Yeah, there were some changes for sure. Jalen Hurts belongs where he is. But some of these other choices are just... Do you watch football? Your players, do you watch? You understand the game better than I do. I'm not going to dispute that. But there's no way that you can tell me that Jared Goff is a better player than Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields and Tua and Lamar Jackson. He's a decent quarterback that you can win with. Let's just, honestly, this list is so dumb. So dumb, and there's such a massive disparity in how the media views players and how they view themselves. A massive disparity. I have no problem saying the media is right when they vote on these things for the most part, and the players are not, because their judgment is exceptionally clouded. It's Carlin, ESPN Radio, Sirius 6M Channel 80, in for Greeny. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. It's time to say goodnight to that check engine light with the free autos on fix finder service. It'll help troubleshoot the likely cause of your light for free so you can drive with peace of mind. Restrictions apply. Get in the zone, auto zone. Up next, how similar are college football and the NFL about to look? It's Greeny on ESPN Radio. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do, big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Greeny, the podcast. There's a lot of traditions that we've had for a long time in college football, and I think we're in a tough 
time of evolution for whatever reasons, and some of those traditions are going to get pushed by the wayside. The collegiate sports ecosystem is much better and much stronger with the Pac-12 in it. Whether it's good, bad, or indifferent for college football, I guess you have to define what is good and bad for college football. The demise of the Pac-12 is a sad thing, even though others are benefiting from it. This just in, the SEC looking at adding the University of the Philippines, I believe. It is Peter Burns joining us, the best week ever on ESPN Radio, SEC Network host. And, of course, SEC This Morning on Sirius XM, Monday through Friday, 7 to 10 a.m. Peter, Carlin, in for Greeny. It's been too long. How are you, my friend? We would go Turks and Caicos first. That's the first one that I want. Yes. And then... I probably I just the Philippines some time is up beautiful. And, I'd love to go. Oh, the Philippines is beautiful. My dad was stationed there growing up. He said it was fantastic. Um, I still would go Turks and Caicos. Although having just spent some time in Big Ten country over at Sand Valley, just like mm-hmm. right uh, right by Madison, Wisconsin, on a golf trip, I would be, I would I want Wisconsin to join the SEC just in SEC golf realignment. That's it. They, they can stay in college football realignment. Because, Chris, this is how this whole thing should have gone down, right? The whole thing should have gone down going, everybody stay where you're at. Football, we're all going to do different conferences in football. But in basketball, you're going to stay there. Baseball, you're stay there. Track, softball, whatever, you stay in those conferences. But we're going to have these super conferences where the, the, the television money gets divvied up. But that's not the way. We can't have nice things in 2023. That's what it is. Well, let's get into it. First of all, 20 minutes ago, Pete Thamel, ESPN College Football Insider, uh, tweeted this. Sources ACC presidents met this morning for an exploratory call on Cal and Stanford. As expected, no vote was taken. The league is still evaluating the potential decision. And that's because they're Cal and Stanford, and they would add an awful lot of uh, academic credibility to the ACC. The Atlantic Coast Conference, I would remind you. You'd have to call it the All Coast Conference or the American Coast Conference or something yeah. along those lines. I, I, I struggle to see what the benefit is. It's not right? financial because those two schools do not bring the San Francisco market. They're not, and, and really, it's more. In, 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 if we're talking a decade ago, the reason why conference expansion happened was because when you had so many cable subscribers, you wanted to have Rutgers in the Big Ten because you got the New York market, and you wanted to have Missouri in the SEC because you got the St. Louis market, right? But now it's more about the brands, and I'm not quite sure, no offense to, to, to the Cardinal, about what Stanford football brings or Cal brings when you're talking big brand hunting. Now, when you're talking about just college football as a whole, and we were romanticized about it, Chris, I mean, like, it's historical, and it is. It has been extremely sad of what's happened over the past what seventy-two, you know, hours of or ninety-six hours of, of conference realignment. Peter Bird's with us. He, of course, of best week ever on ESPN Radio every Sunday morning, seven to ten a.m. with our friend Courtney Cronin and SEC Network host. So, Peter, do you expect the SEC to respond in any way to what the Big Twelve and the Big Ten have done the last couple of weeks? Yeah, how I see the SEC responding is kicking their their feet up on the desk and sitting back and watch everything unfold, right? Uh, mm. and, and for them, they don't have to rush to make any moves. The reason why everyone is doing this is one of two different reasons. One, they're trying to chase money or they're trying to chase championships. A lot of times those things go in hand in hand. The SEC has them both. 
right? And so I keep trying to figure out how much has just changed the equation, right? Everyone's talking about, oh, wow, they're going to have USC, they're going to have UCLA, now they got Oregon, they're washing it. It's, it's, you know, the Big Ten is making these moves. And I look at this and I go, since 2007, Chris, we're talking about the Big Ten has won one national championship. Even adding Oregon, even adding Washington, even adding UCLA, even adding USC, they've added, they had one national championship in football and basketball. That's it. 2014 Ohio State. The SEC has had 19 of them. And so why they have more revenue, I'm not quite sure if this changes the dynamic of actually who wins on the field when it comes to major sports. So what are we at most risk of losing right now due to realignment? What we loved about college football, which is the middle class, right? Like this has become the Amazonization of of college football, which is we're consolidating the huge brands to where it's easy to consume. It's it's money making. It's nice. It's easy. It's big brands and it's convenience. But what happens are the mom and pop schools, the Washington states of the world, the Oregon states of the world. The mom-and-pop conferences, right, the, the smaller conferences are getting kind of robbed to these bigger brands, and we're, it, it's eroding away. It, it's, it really kind of, I mean, you take a, a step back, what's happening in college football is not unlike what's happening across the, the country in as far as you know, capitalism and, and what. And I don't want to go down too far down that road, but what's happened is that that kind of middle class that that what made college football is going to dry up because I think now Chris the Big Ten is likely going to go advance with all these teams they're going to have to play a 10 game conference schedule well guess what that's two less games they're going to play against a Louisiana Tech or a Utah State or somebody to fill out their roster so it's going to be this consolidation of only you know the big brands paying the big brands and you're going to lose out on a lot of college football, especially a lot of programs that used to, hey, rely on Wisconsin's paycheck or rely on Georgia you know, paying a team $2 million to come down to Athens. I think that's what we're going to see erode as college football 2.0 basically evaporates. All right, I'm going to push back on this a little bit, Peter, because yeah. at, at the same time, we all complain about when our teams are playing those small teams and pay, playing the paycheck games, mm-hmm. and then we complain about when they – lose that game that they sure. shouldn't lose on that front. And so I guess what, what what really gets me about the whole thing is, like, if you ain't growing, you're dying. And I think we've all seen in sports across the board that look at what's going on in baseball. Like, they had to change some things fundamentally in the game to keep our attention, and I think that's what's going on here just to get every dollar that these conferences can. So I don't have as much of a problem with it. I guess the question I would ask you off that, though, is this becoming too much like the NFL? Um, but by, by product of seeing how successful the NFL is, that, that's a good thing in those minds, right? Like people yeah. look at it going, this is. I mean, it, sometimes there's a stronger brand recognition because, hey, in Baton Rouge, they like the Saints. They love LSU, right? Like this is their team. And in, in Lincoln, Nebraska, I don't know where their, college, their, their NFL team is, but they love Big Red. Like they're all in for Nebraska. So the brand recognition is even stronger. Honestly, I know it was going to move this way. But the biggest issue that I have right now, and you're going to hear a lot of coaches in there because they want to get their sound bites and they're doing this virtue signaling thing that's out of control right now, is these coaches are coming in there going, oh, man, did we ask the kids of these sports 
you know, did we ask the kids at the Pac-12 oh, softball teams? Stop. And I'm like, wait a minute. Like, Lane Kiffin is going on this tweet thing about it. And I'm like, wait a minute. Did Lane talk to every single recruit that he told that he was going to be there at Tennessee before he left the USC? Did he talk to every single college kid that was on his roster that he recruited at FAU before he went to Ole Miss? He didn't do it. So I, I just miss me with all these coaches that are making millions of dollars right now complaining about, are we talking to the kids? Because they ain't no different whatsoever. Will somebody please think of the children? Please. Please. I mean, Jimbo Fisher was like, it's all for the, the sake of the dollar. I'm like, ah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it was for the sake of the dollar when you left FSU to go to Texas A&M. What did he get, $75 million? They guaranteed. Like- and then they renegotiated that contract. I gave him an even bigger raise. Don't get my blood pressure going because I got to host from 12 to 3 with Douglas. And you're going to make me blow up. <laughs> gasket here carl he's coming up in a half hour with harry uh on espn radio appreciate it brother thanks for popping on for a see few. you buddies yeah that's peter burns uh, best week ever on espn radio sunday morning 7 to 10 eastern with courtney cronin and sec network host it's carlin in for greeny on espn radio and listen i got more to say on this because everybody just needs to chill out just chill carlin espn radio sirius xm channel 80 This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Robert Half Research indicates nine out of ten hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a one dollar per month trial period at Shopify.com/network. All lowercase. Go to Shopify.com/network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com/network. Greeny, the podcast. As always, you can watch Greeny on the ESPN app. Just click watch, look for Greeny, and enjoy. It's Chris Carlin in for Greeny today on ESPN Radio, on Sirius XM Channel 80, on your smart speaker, presented by Progressive Insurance. Guys, we all just got to freaking lighten up here, all right, when it comes to this situation with realignment in college football. Uh, I get it. It's absurd that the Big Ten now expands out to Oregon, Washington, UCLA, and USC, because that's not Big Ten country. It's absurd that the Big 12 is going to have 16 teams and add Arizona, Arizona State, Utah, and Colorado, who used to be in the Big 12, then left to go to the Pac-12 and now is back. 
the SEC having 16 teams. Of course, we're headed for super conferences. And I understand that people's ideas of tradition and all of that going away and all of the meaning that comes with that. Okay, Boomer, honestly, understand that we need to be able to grow. We need to be able to grow. The health is directly correlated in sports to growing. And you might say it's getting too out of line. But you'll be wrong. You'd be 100% wrong. Okay, so what are you worried about? I want to hear from Nick Saban about this in a second. What are you worried about losing? Are you worried about losing all of the important rivalries that come with this? That, that Oklahoma and Oklahoma State aren't going to get a chance to play each other? It, it's all absolutely ridiculous. This is what Nick Saban is talking about, and it just drives me, it drives me nuts. There's a lot of traditions that we've had for a long time in college football, and uh, I think we're in a time of evolution for whatever reasons, and some of those traditions are going to get sort of pushed by the wayside, I think, and it's sad. Whether it's good, bad, or indifferent for college football, I guess you have to define what is good, bad, what is good and bad for college football. And give back some of the money, Nick. You know, all these other coaches that make an absolute fortune from these schools, give back some of the money because it's about money. It's about getting more exposure for college football. It's about cashing in, more importantly, on all of these streaming networks and linear networks needing live events to be the cornerstone of what they're doing because it's the only thing anymore that people demand to see in the moment of when it's happening. There is no more appointment television other than games. And so college football, we're losing all of these great traditions. No, we're not. Not if you don't want to. If you're Oklahoma and you're Oklahoma State and you still want to play, you can play. You can work out a financial deal and play. Here's the dirty little secret. A lot of coaches, when it comes to out-of-conference games, don't want to play tough teams. They want no part of it because their big conference games are tough enough. Ideally, a coach would want to play one good out-of-conference team, one mid-major out-of-conference team, and one low Division One or, or FC, uh, FBS college team or an FCS team outside of conference. Ideally, that's what they'd want to do because they're going to get beat up in their conference with as tough as it is in each one of these now. Anybody can beat anybody. So we're cutting out the middleman or we're cutting out the, the, the mid-major, the little guy. I'm sorry. This is, this is how things work. It stinks, but it really doesn't. Because the quality of the sport will be even better down the line. It will be. There may be travel issues. Okay. There may be teams that draw the short end of the straw when it comes to their schedules. Okay. I mean, if we're really worried about all of that and having the mid-major guys, uh, the, the mid-level guys and the lower, the middle class cut out, was there ever really a middle class that could 
matter that much when 11 of the 15 teams in the preseason coaches poll were in the SEC and the Big Ten? 11 of the 15! If you want to maintain rivalry games, go ahead and do it. If you're worried about college football becoming the NFL, uh, that happened about 30 years ago, okay? Do me a favor. If you're living in a large metropolitan city, but you're a big college fan, you're worried about losing all of what that means and all of the tradition and all of the grandeur that goes with it, all you have to do is go to a place like Nebraska. Do me a favor. Go to one of these places where Nebraska is it. Quite literally, the city of Lincoln becomes the most populated city in the state of Nebraska on football Saturdays because they drive five and six hours from all around to come and watch the game because it's all they have. For college football, regionally, in most places, it is the popularity level and it is the financial equivalent of the NFL, of having an NFL team in the area. So it already is the NFL. It already is. And for all those people that want to complain about all of these teams that you don't think belong in your conference, you don't complain when you get the check. That's for damn sure. You don't complain then. Nobody in the Big Ten was complaining about it when Maryland and Rutgers joined the conference because they were getting a large check because those two TV markets, all of a sudden, people had interest in having the Big Ten network. You don't see that. You don't see people complaining in the SEC about adding Oklahoma and Texas, which Oklahoma's a great school already, but you know, you get the point. You don't, you're not going to see a lot of people complaining when all of that money is rolling in. I'm sorry that your little traditions are out the window. But if you ain't growing, you're dying. And college football's doing the right thing. Is it going to turn into two super conferences? Maybe. And I'm sorry that your traditions are not going to be there anymore. New traditions will be made. New rivalries will be made. And if you want to keep that rivalry, ain't nothing keeping you from doing it. Talk to your head coach. See how hard of a schedule he wants to play. Honestly. Talk to Mike Gundy. See if he wants to keep playing Oklahoma. Like, he can bellyache about it, but when it comes to actually doing it, is he going to do it? Maybe. Maybe that's important to him. Maybe not. It may not be. Like, wait a minute. Why do I want to play them? And, you know, I could play Coastal or Louisiana or somebody like that and make sure I get a win. See? All the coaches that are screaming... Pollyanna about this and oh it's about the kids please please it's never been about the kids no at no point has it ever been about the kids if you ain't growing you're dying everybody just accept what this is it is the NFL it's Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN radio on Sirius XM channel 80 speaking of the NFL hey let's go do our job man NFL nation two a day on ESPN radio the Detroit Lions I'm Eric Woodyard covering the Detroit Lions. One of the biggest storylines within the organization is how will the Lions handle heightened expectations? The Lions finished the 2022 season with a winning record for the first time since 2017. Now what? Can Jared Goff show that he's the quarterback of the Lions' future? Will the two first-round picks, Jameer Gibbs and Jack Campbell, make an instant impact? But check this out. For the first time in what feels like years, 
The Lions have heightened expectations entering camp as Dan Campbell enters his third season as a coach. The pressure is on to take the Lions to their first postseason appearance since 2016. Countdown to kickoff with NFL Nation Two-A-Days on ESPN Radio. It is still amazing to me that Jared Goff was rated among players as the ninth best quarterback. Jared Goff's not a top ten quarterback. He's decent. He can win. He can get you deep into the postseason. He did that with the Rams, and I do think he'll be good enough to do that with the Detroit Lions, who, let's just call what it is. They have expectations for the first time in a really, really long time. So are we right to have those expectations about this team? If you're a Lions fan, you're absolutely right to do it because you have been off in the darkness for 30-plus years. That's the last time they won a playoff game. 38-6 over the Cowboys in, I think it was 92. Wayne Fonts was the head coach. Scott Mitchell was the quarterback. You want to have expectations, you go, you have your expectations. And you should because Dan Campbell's not a coach who is going to just kind of let you rest once you had some real positivity and good things happening last season. They expect to take it to the next level, and I love what the Lions have done. I love what they did in the draft. And you might – the Jack Campbell thing was a little bit strange, but I'll tell you what, I think Jameer Gibbs is going to be an electrifying player. I don't think people realize how good he was at Alabama – I don't think people realize how good he was in terms of getting into space and how good he was catching the football out of the backfield. This is a talented team at many, many positions in a division that is just not that good. The Packers are clearly taking a major step back. They may be the last team. They may be the last place team in that division. We have the Minnesota Vikings who scare absolutely nobody. And we have the Chicago Bears who are on the come, but they're probably not quite there yet. So that leaves the Lions, who took a major step forward last year, and Lewis Riddick, ESPN NFL front office insider, and Jeff Darlington antagonist, believes they're going to take another big step forward. Detroit's winning the North in the NFC. I think Detroit goes to the NFC Championship game, but I just feel like they have that kind of chemistry. Jared Goff has been written off, and I don't understand why. Look at his statistics last year and any meaningful statistic. And I'm not talking about baseline, you know, press box statistics. Look at the advanced metrics and then watch him play last year and tell me that this guy is not good enough for him to help get a team back to the Super Bowl. I think Detroit is that team that people still don't take seriously. And they should. He's right. He's 100% right. They absolutely should. But Vegas is taking him seriously. Caesar Sportsbook Lions have the best odds to win the division at plus 120 for the NFC North. And you know what the Lions are more important than anything else? Exciting to watch. The Lions and exciting to watch. Like, I'm excited to watch the Chiefs on opening night. I'm excited to watch the Lions on opening night. And that hasn't been, I mean, who has been excited to watch Lions football in the last 30 years? The answer is nobody. Chris Carlin. In for Greeny today on ESPN Radio and Sirius XM Channel 80. Now, I was up in Bristol last week, and before I left, uh, I jumped into the uh, lottery pot, so to speak, with Bubba. Uh, Cam was looking down upon us. Cam frowns upon the lottery, uh, thinks we're fools for even uh, wanting to have dreams, doesn't believe in them, uh, never has. I'm only looking down upon you guys because I'm so much taller. No. It's the only no, reason. No. It, no. There was, um, no. There was, I mean, 
Bobby, you sensed it, right? There was it was not just I'm not gonna I'm not gonna throw my money away. It was like go ahead, you idiot. Yeah, he has this to. wild idea that we're never gonna win, and he thinks that it's just stupid. the real one looking down is Hembo. Hembo's not here, but he has been. Well, he's the worst. But yeah. then you're it's second. It's not worst. the summer of Hembo; it's the year of Hembo. Let's call it what it yeah, is. I don't, I don't know. Who, I haven't seen Hembo since 1923, so I don't even remember who he is. <laughs> Incidentally, that was Hembo's favorite year in the MLB was 1923. <laughs> it really was. <laughs> He's doing a lot of child bonding in front of his grill on Instagram. <laughs> That's what I see. But at any rate, uh, we are once again, we did not win the other night. So we are once again going to get together here. But, Bubba, you have a different strategy this time. Yeah, last time it was uh, you, me, Nuno, Liam, Mikey C. So we got, and then we actually got an extra ticket. So we got six tickets last time. But this time, we, uh, one of our friends from uh, your show, Kenny and Carlin, Eric Hanneman, wants in. He's actually down in South Carolina. So it got me thinking, why don't we spread out and take advantage of different states? So Eric's going to buy a ticket there. You live in New Jersey. Why don't you buy a ticket there? Kenny right now is in California. We got to get him on the horn, 30 seconds, because the winners are always in California. So we got to text him, tell him to buy a ticket, and then we'll buy the remaining tickets in Connecticut. So we'll have all these states covered, and we're definitely going to win, and Cam is getting nothing. Yeah, we're not going to feel bad for Cam. There's, if we win, there's, we're, there's, we're not going to feel bad for Cam. I don't want your pity. And let's also call it what it is. Canty already won the lottery. <laughs> okay. Nobody would be madder than if Canty won the lottery than me. Tomorrow, another one. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Or watch the show through the Watch tab on the ESPN app. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN. And also available wherever you get your podcasts.